What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. Episode 103. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. I mean, football week is upon us. Um, we're going to see what happens after this week, whether or not I'm going to be watching football for the rest of the season or not. But I'm looking forward to, uh, like I said, looking forward to the fall weather and then some of the other things that fall brings. So, Yeah, you know, you, you got two chances at least. You can either root for your, your, your Giants or you can root for your fantasy team. And if they both go in the tank week one, I don't know what you do. I don't know. Maybe I root for the Jets. if they they, uh, all go south so we'll see what happens this this is why i got so good at fantasy football rich i was too tired of uh ending my season after one week yeah i mean i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping the fantasy guys bless me this year i don't get that many injuries but i'm still a little hesitant on my team I'm, I'm i'm a little iffy on my receivers man i like my backs like my quarterback tight ends i went for the double tight end uh banger i was hoping andrews would uh be there at my third pick, but somebody picked him like two picks before. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been great to have him and uh and Kelsey. So yeah, that's an interesting strategy going with the two tight ends, but definitely a position that that uh isn't very deep, I would say. Yeah, and then I also figured that uh because they pretty much put up almost wide receiver numbers over a thousand yards each, probably about ten touchdowns each. So I figured. I figured that'd be a since I was picking at the back end of the, of the draft, I'm going to miss out on the top receivers. Sure. So I figured that my that, that was my way of sneaking the uh, the receivers, and then then I can use one for a flex spot, and then I can use one for the uh you know the tight end spot, and then I could just rotate you know um sure pretty much receiver my receivers by committee would uh help me fit, get through the season. Yeah, no, it makes sense. How, how are you feeling about your team? Pretty good. I like I like my receivers. You know, I was happy that Kamara fell fell to me in the third round there. That was nice. And then uh, having a uh, you know Brees Hall is a question mark, but uh, got a solid bench. I'm solid across the board. Uh, only only hole really is tight end. But again, if you're not getting Andrews, Kelsey, or Pitts, I think that it's a it's kind of a crapshoot after that. Yeah, I w- I was actually going to pick a uh, um, Hall. I was I was debating between him and uh, ETN, but I was like, mm. uh, I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and I, just, I went with uh, ETN. Yeah, I think I think you know you're probably going to be okay either way. You just never know with 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 the young guys. I know it's ETN's technically his second year, but it's really his first. And you know, Brees Hall, which everyone everyone loves. You know, I think he had a he had an awesome awesome uh, summer. Mm-hmm. But he's again in the end, he's still a rookie. So. Yeah, but I think the other, I think the Jets are going to use him. He'll be their bell cow. I think he'll be the consistent thing there. You know, being that uh, Wilson's out right now, so I mean, it's going to give him something to go to. I mean, you can't go wrong with a good run game. So. Yeah, I, I mean, he's more of a. I think he's 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 a good runner, but he's also dynamic catching the ball. I think mm-hmm. that's that was the big sell for the Jets, and uh, I think why he brings a lot of value, especially in fantasy. You know, when you're looking at, at PPR, uh, in our case. Uh, is PPR, but even in the half PPR leagues, I think a guy like Hall moves up draft boards because uh, you know that's kind of why the Jets just drafted him, safety blanket for Zach Wilson there. Yeah, potential, uh, potential uh, Saquon man. 
Like I said, he'll be the bell cow for you guys as long as he stays healthy. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he does as well. Mm-hmm. I, I like I liked him a lot in the draft. I thought uh, the Giants should have took a run at him as well. Mm-hmm. Just because just the, I don't think they're going to re-sign um, Saquon, and I think uh, he would have been a good replacement. So, and yeah. in an event Saquon gets injured, I mean, you got somebody right there. So, right. Then, the, right. then there's no then there's no need to re-sign Saquon. But <laughs> I was being greedy, you know. I hear you. I hear you. And then, I mean, since we're in the NFL, let's get to it, man. The first week in the NFL kicking off this Thursday, Thursday night game. We got the Bills and the Rams. Who are you liking in this in this matchup? I like the Bills. I like the I, I do really like the Bills this this year. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. You know, they were so close to to you know getting to that that, that pinnacle and knocking off the Chiefs and and you know uh, crazy one of the craziest playoff games that, that we'll ever we'll ever see. You know, ousted them from the playoffs. So. I think, they're, I think they're hungry. I think they want to come back, and uh, they got a lot to prove. And another year under Josh Allen. I know Dave Ball's gone, but they've. Uh, I think they've they've um, kind of kept kept a similar offense. They didn't really change much for Allen. So I think that uh, I think uh, you know I, I like the Bills to go go to the AFC Championship this year. I think, but and maybe the Super Bowl. But I, I like uh, I definitely like them in Week One uh, with a, a hangover Rams team. I mean, I wouldn't call him a hangover Rams. The boy Darren Donald's hitting people with helmets. <laughs> so <laughs> he's definitely, he's yeah, definitely awake, man. He's I, definitely I, awake. I, no, I know. I was, I was joking. I, I, I mean, the Rams are going to be good again. I, I, I guess they're probably, uh, you know, between 11 and 13 wins again. And, and you know, you, you know, McVay is, is not satisfied with uh, one Super Bowl. And, and I think you know, he's built his team like that, too, where you can obviously see Aaron Donald in, in – uh, you know, in 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 the preseason, trying to hit people with helmets, and you know, you got you still got Jalen Ramsey there, and and uh, I think that's just a fiery team. So I think they're still going to be good. I just think that the Bills come out night one and 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 kind of set the tone for their season. I don't know, man. For some some about this game is telling me the Rams are going to come out swinging, man. Literally, <laughs> they, we know they got Donald, they got Ramsey back there. They also got uh your boy Wagner in the secondary, and that well. Not uh at the linebacker unit, so he'll definitely be part of that front seven, trying to create some havoc. I, f- I feel like the addition of uh Robinson is gonna be good for them. But the only thing for me is about is, is their running backs. Can they, like who who's gonna stay healthy, and who's gonna uh, you know put up some uh production for them. But uh, I mean they got out the quarterback. You know they got Cooper Cup. I'm definitely expecting a shootout though, high twenties, like a 28-24 type of game. Yeah, I, I think I think the same. I think it's going to be something like that, like a, like a, I would say, you know, like a thirty-four, thirty-one type game. Yeah, my, my, I'm definitely looking forward to watching. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll be on a plane, so I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to see. Oh man. I know. You I'm, on plane, I'm, I'm on a plane Thursday night, and then I'm on a plane Sunday Sunday morning. <laughs> oh man. That's <laughs> tough. Tough opening weekend for me. Yeah, I mean. The other games you'll probably miss. I mean, we got the Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, that should be a good game, just to see how the, the new Steelers look with their. Uh, uh, I mean, I think uh, Trubisky's starting, but um, yeah. it's pretty much going to be a countdown to see how long he's going to be starting before his replacement comes in. Pickett. Yeah, Pickett. Because I mean, a lot of people are liking him more during the preseason, but I mean, number wise, they're pretty much looking the same. But I think they're going to, you know, just ease him into it. They're not really going to rush anything, so. I mean, they got time, man. They don't, there's no need for them to rush yeah. anything. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, and the Bengals as well to see how much of uh, 
you know, uh, fixing they did with the offensive line because Steelers are going to be a good test for them because, you know, they got Watt on one side. Um, I mean, Ty, he's, uh, he tied last year for the sacks. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because he, he's a high motor guy. He's always getting sacked. So if you're not blocking him, he's going to definitely run over some people. Yep. Then we have the Browns and the Panthers. That should be a good game. We got uh, uh, Baker taking on his former team. And then uh, I don't know, man. I feel like the Panthers might win this, man. Yeah, I, I like the Panthers in this game. I, I think that not only you have the Baker revenge game, but you got, you know, Jacoby Brissett, I just don't trust. And that Panthers defense is is pretty solid. So, um, yeah, I like the Panthers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. But I feel like even I feel like if the if the Panthers win, I mean, we're gonna get a, there's gonna be so much Baker uh, hype the next day that it's gonna it's just gonna get out of control. But then they'll probably lose the next week, and then they'll be back down earth. But I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing this game. Yeah, for sure. And then we got the Ravens and the Jets. How are you feeling about the Jets against the Ravens, man? You guys gonna shut down the run? What's going on? Yeah, I, I never know <laughs> what to expect from this team, man. They could come out, they could shut Jackson down, they could shut down the run game, and they could blow Baltimore out, or it could go the other way, and Baltimore could run for 450 yards and you know just run the Jets out the field. I I don't I it could go either way. I don't even know. I don't. I have no idea. I wouldn't put money on this game if I were if I were you though. Oh no, I I might put money on the on the over and under for rushing yards, but that's about it for that game. Yeah, yeah. My guess is they're probably going to be a lot of rushing. Um, you know, I think the line on this game was minus seven and a half for for Baltimore. I just, you know, I I don't know. Like I said, the Jets could easily come. I think they could easily come out and they could stifle uh, Lamar and they could, you know, get up early and 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 not look back. Or it could again, it could go the other way. You never know with the Jets. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, if we gotta see how uh, things play out with uh, right. you know, your, your run game because if you you guys are able to run it down the throat. Is going to keep them off the field and force them in the pass situations. We know they've been struggling, you know, passing the ball in that offense. And then I'm also I'm also interested to see how uh, uh, Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, to see how uh, if if there's any uh, chemistry between him and Lamar, because you know he didn't he didn't play the majority of the season last year. Then when he came back, Lamar was pretty much out after. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they must trust him. They they dealt Marquise Brown out, so. Yeah, he's a bigger he's a bigger target too, so I think that's kind of what they need. So, uh, especially in the red zone. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, other games, I mean, we've got the Jaguars and the Commanders. I think I think I'll just watch the game just to see how the Jaguars do. Snooze and fest. Just, yeah, and just to see how uh, uh, the Commanders do with uh, Brian Robinson and some of the other pieces. But probably probably a, a game I wouldn't watch for too long. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one uh, on red zone where you're probably not seeing much of that game. Yeah, unless somebody goes off. So, I mean, I got I got ETN, so maybe if he's going off, I'll probably check it out for a little bit. But then after that, just uh, flip it back because I mean, mm-hmm. we got the we got the Raiders and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be a great game. Two high-powered offenses going at it, and just to see uh, what what noise uh, the Raiders can make. Sure. Being being a lot being a lot of people consider them the the third or fourth best team in that division. So. Yeah, I want. I do want to see um, how that Derek Carr Devonta Adams uh, connection looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they played in college, best friends. So it's gonna. Be, the crazy thing is, is that if if he looks like Aaron Rodgers with uh with Adams, and then what what is that gonna say about Rodgers? Yeah, but Rodgers, Rod- did, Rodgers did it with Jordy Nelson too, and so I it's I I don't think I think it's not just Devonte. 
Yeah, but I, I feel like he did it at a higher level with Adams compared to uh, Nelson. I don't know, man. Look, look at the look at Nelson's numbers. That was that was like as I would say as things were turning into a passing league, whereas now they're you know strictly it's strictly a passing league. The numbers that he put up, I think in like you know oh eight oh nine, even with with uh, who was there? Gosh, Donald Driver and that crew when they transfer, you know, when they moved from Brett Favre to, to Rogers, he was still doing it. So let's see, let's see the stats. Um, maybe 2011, he had 1,215 touchdowns, then 14, 16, another 15 and 13. Yeah. I feel, uh, I don't feel like it's like Adams, man. Let me see Adams. Hold on. Um, yeah, it's about the same, but he had more targets. He had more, uh, targets though. Um, to who? To Jordy, yeah, but Jordy had more yards though. On uh, I think the most yards he had, he had like two fifteen hundred seasons, two or three. Mm-hmm. Adams only had one, and then he had uh, yeah, Nelson had more touchdowns throughout the span. Yeah, yeah, he was a touchdown machine. Yeah, but still looking forward to seeing that because mm-hmm. they got other weapons on that team too. So, um, it's definitely gonna free up. You can't uh, double team him. Like you hit, like you could on the uh, the Packers, even though some people didn't double team him. Don't know why. <laughs> He's only only receiver there, but hey. <laughs> um, then we got the Packers and the Vikings. This is kind of one of those snoozers that you'll just check out real quick to see what's going on, see if Jefferson scores, or see if anything else is going on, uh, just to see how uh, the Packers look if they can put up some um, some kind of numbers offensively. Um, Especially get the especially against the Vikings, they don't have the best defensive team, but definitely going to be a a high scoring game. It should be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Packers defense has improved, but but that's a it's a high powered offense over there in Minnesota. Yep. I said as long as Cousins doesn't mess it up, then we should get a we should get a nice showing. So. Mm-hmm. Then we got the Packers. No, then we got the Giants and the Titans. It's going to be a long day if Derrick Henry uh, runs down our throat. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we don't have the best secondary, but it doesn't matter because they have one of the best backs in the league. So, I mean, if he if he gets in that secondary, he's going to be stiffening arm, stiff arming people like uh, crazy. So, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, just to see how the Giants look offensively. There's a lot of issues with the offensive line. And then, uh, you know, Daniel Jones not be able to get the ball out to people. So, And then we mm-hmm. got Saquon back. So, um, hopefully we can have some kind of balance and uh, – just be decent offensively. Uh, I mean, offensively, yeah. And then defensively, I know we got a lot to work on. So, yeah. Then we have the Chiefs and the Cardinals. It's probably a, a, one of the best games of the week, in my opinion. Um, two young quarterbacks going at it. We're going to get to see the uh, re-ramp Chiefs, Chiefs offense. And then we're going to see if uh, your boy uh, can do anything over there in uh, Arizona. Yeah, this should be a good one. I mean, no, no, uh, no Hopkins, but... Everyone else is there, and then you know, uh, obviously with Mahomes and that re- revamped uh, Chiefs offense, uh, you know, how does Juju fit in, and and you know what do they do with the backs, and no Tyreek, but you still got Kelsey there, so I, you know I think that uh, I think that should be a good one. Oh yeah, just to see what other options step up, and I'm interested to see that backfield. Um, if uh, Edwards is uh, if they if they go to him as much as they. Did the first year some of the other backups they have on that team as well? Mm-hmm. Then we got the Buccaneers and the Cowboys for the Sunday night game. Not gonna lie, I really don't care too much for this game, but <laughs> um, 
apparently, you know, Fournette is saying the uh, their offense is going to be way more high powered this year uh, with Julio Jones. Wait to see that happens. If that happens, he's been very injury prone. But I mean, if they get in the red zone with those two, with him and Evans, I mean, he's pretty much a jump ball. Should be a touchdown. Yeah, and and Cameron Brayton. I mean, they're just they're going to be big and athletic around the goal line, and not to mention Fournette, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hearing that uh that the other running back they got too is pretty good. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. On the Monday night game, we got the Broncos and the Seahawks. The Revenge of Russell Wilson or the Revenge of Pete Carroll. So I'll probably check that out for a little bit, but won't be too uh, into it. Because I feel like that's a lopsided game. It should be an easy win for the Broncos. So I would think so. The only the only uh it's the only question there is it's in Seattle and and does you know does Pete Carroll kind of take uh, a little extra into this game, right? I mean he should, but the thing is that uh I think I think on the Broncos side they they understand this you know severity of the game and they let Russell cook and go crazy. So mm-hmm. so I think they tell Russell to run it up on them. So. <laughs> Overall, they got some good matches the first week. Looking forward to uh, kickoff on Thursday. Yeah, tough uh, tough suicide pool this week, I think. It's just, you know, there's no... I think week ones are always tough, but then when you don't have, like, a clear, you know, dominant favorite taking taking a, a weaker opponent, it's it's tough. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of games that can go either way, so... Mm-hmm. As long as my guys perform in fantasy, I'll, I'll be good. That's all you're worried about. Now on to the NBA. Not too much to cover here. Of course, uh, Donovan Mitchell gets traded, but he gets traded to the Cavaliers. Pretty much a similar package that the Knicks offered, but apparently they wanted seven picks from the Knicks, but instead they just settled for five from the Cavs. So I like the new-look Cavs. I mean, they got two all-stars at the guard position and then a potential defensive player of the year in Allen. Then they got some uh, young rookies on the roster, too, that they're building on, so... They, what, they finished fourth last year in the East? Was it fourth? I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm kind of on the on the boat that you can't just run it back. Uh, you kind of got to get better, and they did exactly that. So, I mean, hopefully it works out. Looking forward to seeing what they do, even though I'm not a Cavs fan. But I feel like this is the best assembled Cavs team outside of any any any, any of the LeBron teams. Yeah, it was a, it's a, it's definitely a, with Mitchell and uh, oh, Garland in the Garland. backcourt, mm-hmm. Mobley, I think they're they're set up nicely, and, and Mitchell's young, uh, mm-hmm. so I think you're right. I mean, I think this was was a good trade for Cleveland. Um, you know, it definitely uh, you know probably puts them in the top three conversation. You know, I, 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 I in turn, I also think it was good for Utah. I mean, if they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. And they're going to blow it all up, and they want to get younger and draft picks and do what Danny does. You know, I think they got a haul for uh, for, for him. I think you know the three picks and then the two swaps plus Colin Sexton. Uh, you know, I think that I think that that uh, Utah did good there too. Yeah, they got a bunch of pieces they can use and build around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not to mention the you know the draft picks they got. So because you know Utah is one of those places that. Uh, they're not really going to draw in free agencies. They got to really build to the draft, and that's you know that's the best. It worked out for them, obviously. You know, the past few years, you know, they got Mitchell in the draft. They had some other pieces, and they were in the playoffs. Potentially one of the best teams in the West at one point, but they just couldn't finish, do anything in the in the playoffs. So, you know, they kind of hit a hard reset. 
But uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in the playoffs in a, another year or two. So, yeah, I, I I would agree. And then the other news in the NBA, your boy uh, Montrez Harrell, he signed with the Sixers. I, I don't know if I like the the signing. Uh, it makes sense though, you know, in in the event that Embiid gets injured, as well. You also get to rest him because uh, you have a viable big back there. Yeah, I think it, I think it provides some some toughness too, right? I mean, Mont- Montrose Harrell's tough. I think that the Philly is always uh, this whatever version of this team is always just felt to me like that fake tough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Embiid's big and strong, but you know, I I, I don't know. This is going to be Embiid against everybody because his teammates are just going to run away. He's not going to get um, anybody's face. No, really. no, no. So I, I like the uh, I, I do like that signing for them in that respect, and and you now you got you got PJ Tucker there too. Mm-hmm. Again, I think they they're definitely you know trying to toughen up that team a little bit mentally. Oh yeah, they definitely are. I wouldn't be I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if they have went and got uh Patrick Beverly, but you know he signed to the Lakers, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beverly would have been another guy, a perfect guy. The problem is they got too many too many swing guys there. Yeah, at, as is. But we're going to have to wait and see, man, because, you know, James Barnes is going to be the ball carrier. Let's see if we can uh, get some people in our offense, some mm-hmm. buckets, some easy buckets. Yep. Then outside of that, Netflix dropped the uh, N1 uh, documentary. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out. I did not yet. No. Uh, did you see the uh, ESPN one? No. Oh, man. When, when, you, when you get a chance to watch both of them, it seemed like they should have been together rather than uh, set up. Uh, oh, really? They each cover like something. They each cover stuff that the other one doesn't. Like it, I wish there was a way to put them all, put them both together. I got you. So you get a, a better understanding of uh, the full picture. But the one in the, the the Netflix one gives a better understanding of why it ended compared to uh, the uh, ESPN one. So, okay. Like the end, the the Netflix one has the best, like the better beginning, and then like the better ending. So okay. like, like if you you took the beginning of the uh, Netflix one and then you put the ESPN one like in the middle and then you finish it off with the Netflix one, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. I'll have to, I have to, how long are they? Uh, they each about like an hour and ten minutes each. Okay. Hour. Not too bad. Yeah. So they're quick watches too. So nice. And plus it's about basketball, so you can't go wrong. Oh yeah, I mean, grew up watching those things. Had them yeah. all on, on VHS. Yeah, they talk about that, and then they talk about the um, the transition that um you know they made when they went to ESPN, uh kind of their growth at the time, and then uh their downfall between the players. But even though the the players thing it was it was a little you know minuscule because uh um I felt like they would have got over it eventually, but the ending was just so abrupt that uh when you see why it just ended. Uh, it sucked for them. Like, you know, they were up high and dry, but I want to give it away. But when you see it, you're like, oh, damn, that's why it ended. Mm-hmm. But hey, then on to MLB. I mean, we got Aaron Judge out here trying to save the Yankees. He's had uh, 54 home runs. He is. He's he's uh, literally trying to carry them into the playoffs. Yeah, he's uh he's got the the I don't know what them joints, the little joints they shock you with when <laughs> When they're trying to give you like CPR, oh the yeah, uh, the paddles, Pills, yeah, he's like, he's like defibrillator, <laughs> yeah, he's over here like just trying to wake him up, man, with these home runs, man. But I don't know, if, I don't know, man. People just not waking up, man. I don't think people understand the importance of uh, going to the playoffs hot or yeah. with some momentum. So yeah, I mean they're they're definitely uh, reeling a little bit. I think that. Uh, 
you know, they had a, a good couple of wins here the last couple of days. They, were, they got rained out today, but, um, you know, Tampa's cut it to five games now, mm-hmm. um, which is still, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot to make up. And I think, you, you know, you got to have, especially in what well, we got 24 days left, something like that in the season. So uh, it's still a lot of games to make up, but, you know, the way that the Yankees had been playing and, and the way that Tampa is playing now, uh, it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, fingers crossed that they wake up. Something happens. Maybe they need to fight or something. I don't know, man. They need to, they need to get the juices flowing, man, and get ready. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just need to start. I mean, at this point, it's it's really hitting. I mean, the the pitching has kind of come back, and everyone's been pitching well. Now it's it's really uh, the uh, the hitting has just disappeared completely. Yeah, man. The four and six in the last ten, so they definitely need to flip that around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and and they got the Twins in. Uh, t- well, the Twins have, have had a pretty good year so far. Um, the Yankees own the Twins, so you know, hopefully, they can make some some quick work of that. And you know, the one time you root for the Red Sox, they can't beat the Rays, so <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, man. The crazy thing is, is that if you look at the um, playoff race, like majority of teams are from our division: Yankees, Blue Jays, and uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. So the Orioles aren't far behind either. Yeah, so I mean, they just got to do it, man. I don't, just somebody got to wake up, man. I don't know what it is, man. Somebody else got to get in the home run <laughs> race or something. I don't know, man. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, I mean, I mean the Dodgers—they do what they're doing. They're dodging everybody else, and they're uh, leading the you know best team in baseball right now. Outside of you know behind them, there's you know the Mets and the Braves, two other potential playoff teams. I'm not gonna lie, man. The the Mets are Mets are look, looking looking a little dangerous, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're 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 built for uh, a playoff run, you know, with Degrom, Scherzer, and 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 the and the way that they can hit the ball. And their bullpen's been fantastic this year. You know, I think they're they're kind of similar to the Yankees. I think sometimes that the you know they rely a lot on the home run, and I think when that disappears, they uh, they also disappear. So I think the Dodgers are obviously the team to beat out there. Uh, and I, you know, I just don't see anyone taking them down, but the Mets played them tough in New York last week. And, you know, who knows, you know, put them in a, in a seven game series, right. And you got DeGrom and Scherzer twice. So, yep. As I said, if you, if you can, uh, get a hot start, then it's going to make, make you harder to beat. So for sure, especially that if you can, uh, sneak some games out, out in LA and then come back to, uh, New York and then, uh, It'd be less pressure to win games, but I mean, still a lot of pressure because just because not now you have the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so tonight we got a dish called Marry Me Chicken. Okay. Um, it's a uh, it's basically like a creamy uh, sun-dried tomato chicken that, that you can do over pasta or mashed potatoes. In our case, we did it over linguine. It's uh, it's actually pretty – it's a good weeknight dish. It's, uh, it's pretty easy to make. Basically, you just take the chicken, uh, season it with salt and pepper, throw it in a frying pan uh, with a little bit of olive oil, just cook it for about five minutes on each side to get it 
nice and browned and then you don't want to cook it all the way through yet because you're going to put it in with to simmer after but then you know you take your chicken out throw some garlic in there uh, let that cook up for about 30 seconds or so and then throw in uh, heavy cream chicken stock uh, chicken bouillon uh, some parmesan cheese and then a chopped up jar of sun-dried tomatoes and then throw some seasoning on there some italian seasoning uh, pepper some crushed red pepper and salt and uh, let that kind of, you know, stir that all together, get that to a nice uh, little boil, and then throw the chicken back in, drop your heat down, and just kind of let that simmer in there until the, ki- the chicken's cooked through. Like I said, while you're doing that, you can, can you, like, you either do mashed potatoes or some sort of pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, it went it went really well with the, uh, the linguine. So just, you know, pour a nice little bowl of linguine, uh, put the chicken on, and then you got the sauce with the tomato, sun-dried tomatoes in there on top. And then you can top it off with some some uh, crushed red pepper, uh, torn basil, and uh, some Parmesan cheese. Oh, nice. Can't go, can't go wrong with the parm or the parm on top. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. It's all about the cheese, man. <laughs> and then uh, what would you guys uh, drink that down with? All right, so I told you this week we were going to review a beer from Dream Chasers. So Dream Chasers is in Waxhaw, which is the town that we are building our house in. They're, you know, their their uh, main, um, their flagship beer is is uh, the Yard Breather. I did not have that, but I had the uh, the Footbridge. So it's a, kind of more of a West Coast style. They use a Centennial Hop in it. Comes in around 6.5% uh, ABV. <clears throat> I'd say it was okay. I think I think overall as a brewery, their their beer is just fine. You know, I think it it was the, the last couple times we've been there, it's been a little a little dead on on the atmosphere. But you know, I think when it mm-hmm. gets a little cooler, they they open up the uh, um, they have these like garage style doors. They open up to the outside uh, and and you know good place to kind of hang out on a Friday night. There's a lot of little shops in the downtown area too, which is, which is neat, uh, little restaurants, but, um, the beer was, uh, I'd say it was average. I'd, I'd probably put this, uh, the footbridge at like a 6.5. Oh man. But I mean, even though the beer wasn't the best, have you guys like been out to like those places yet? Like at nightlife wise or not yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been to a handful so far. Yep. Would uh have you guys found like a favorite spot yet or not yet? Uh, not really. Still working on that. Um, we've been to a couple of different. We've been to a, a, a place a couple of times where it's a good vibe, but the food is, I would say, mediocre. And then we went to a really good Italian place downtown, which was which was nice. But not not uh still still poking around there. It's 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 like twenty or twenty five minutes from where we are, so. Uh, I think when we get in our house, we'll have we'll we'll be checking out all the places down there. Oh, nice! I'm I'm definitely uh, looking forward to getting those reviews on the places. Oh yeah, so, especially when it comes to uh, the beers, because I know uh, once once you find a good place with good drinks, it's gonna uh, put it way above everything else. So it's tough to it's tough to go another place after that. Yep. And then uh, that's JD's bites bites and brew, everybody. And then this week, not too much for the uh, BRRs. They dropped the trailer for the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. <laughs> not not going to lie. Might have to check this out. I don't know. I'm a fan of horror. So I thought it was very interesting that they had a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. So I had to look up how the hell they released it. And it's now under Disney. So apparently uh, copyright laws are only good for uh, either 95 years or 126 
of mm-hmm. like initial uh like release and Winnie the Pooh came out like 1926 I was like god damn um <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they were able to release it and then uh apparently Disney still makes like three to eight billion dollars off of Winnie the Pooh alone a year so it's gonna be interesting to see how much the movie does and how much the like uh like splash over happens from this movie if the movie's good how much of right. a splash over to Disney as far as other people liking or, or you know streaming up more when you the poos type stuff. So I thought that was very interesting. Interesting because if this does well, I'm sure we're gonna see some other stuff come out that will work of other like horror horror type movies or spinoff type movies based off of uh, some stuff that uh, they can based off the copyright law. So still watching some other shows. We had C two C. I mean uh, episode two two or three that came out right mentioned uh. You know, definitely should check it out. <laughs> Pretty much like, uh, like I said before, kind of like a Game of Thrones type show, but everybody's blind. They're kind of getting into technology now, so uh, I don't want to give away with it. They don't have guns yet, but somebody's using some other stuff. But it's very like political, different houses. Uh, but it is the last season. Uh, seems like they cut it a little short. I feel like they they, they could have got went a lot more into depth with the other houses and stuff like that. But overall, great fight scenes, good acting. Definitely a good show. Something you want to check out right. when you have time. And then outside of that, I mean, I finished Echoes. I know you uh, finished it. Well, what, what, how'd you like it? What was your take on it before I get mine? I just, you know, I, like I said last week, and in, in, I know I was kind of like generalizing it, but I thought the storyline was interesting. It was a little confusing, I, I think, up front. It's because, and purposely done, right? Because you don't, you don't really want the backstory because they're kind of, playing out the backstory at the same time that the show is, mm-hmm. is, is, is moving. But I just felt like there was a few things that were like a, a little bit vague at the end and, and with Jack and his, you know, fight that he got into or whatever, where he came back and he was all bruised up the, you know, the, the horse guys that were, you know, took the 60 grand. And I know it was kind of like a, a bit of a frame job, but, um, I don't know. There was some some weird parts, but it was a tough. I think it was a tough, you know, show to to end right with uh you know Lenny mo- losing her mind and and you know um, Gina having to to get out of there somehow. But uh, I think overall it was it was a pretty good show. Kind of kept you on your toes there, and and um, it was fairly quick and easy to watch, which is always nice. Yeah, I feel like it was definitely wasn't um, bad to watch. Um, it was a little confusing at first because uh, you didn't know who was who. Yeah, because you're like, wait, is she Gina or is she? Wait. <laughs> so, but I mean, overall, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I hated the cop. <laughs> she was just so annoying, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, early on, yes, I would agree. I think that, that she was like probing and doing things that like no real police officer could or would do. But, you know, I think they're trying to play on that, you know, small town, West Virginia, you know, everyone knows everyone, everyone's in everyone's business. So the cop can just kind of do whatever the hell she wants to do. But, yeah, as she, yeah, I, I, I could see where you, you would uh, you'd be a little annoyed. And she's just like pulling people in and charging them with murder, like left and right. Like, that was kind of strange. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just like, all right, when she showed up to the hotel with the coffee, I'm like, come on, what kind of cop? Well, you can't do that. Come on, man. You can't just show up to no. somebody's hotel with no. coffee talking about, hey, I'm here to talk to somebody. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it was a decent show. They kind of left it on a cliffhanger at the end because you kind of see what, what she was about to do 
Um, homegirl's about to get the revenge rather than just like go off into the sunset. But and it's a limited series, so they're not. We know they're not bringing it back. So overall, it wasn't bad, man. It was a, it was a good watch. Yeah, for sure. And then outside of that, there was uh, we got House of Dragon episode three. How how were you feeling about this episode? Much more uh, doable compared to last time, huh? I didn't I didn't mind last time as much as some as some people. Yeah, this week was good. Uh, you know, I think that obviously with the the battle, the stepstones with the crab, the, the the king of the crabs there. I the one thing I didn't like was like, and and I hate this, and when they do this in in all shows, but like Damon's running, you know, with the knife in his hand, they got about a hundred people firing arrows at him, and he's dodging all of them. Uh, also wielding a sword and, and killing people on the way to get to the, you know, to the cave where the crab king of the crabs is that part. I'm just like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. But other than that, uh, I, I thought it was, you know, he's obviously, he doesn't want his brother's help. He wants to do it on his own. He wants to build up some credibility and some street cred there uh, as, as being powerful. And, and then, you know, I think ultimately probably at some point, try to overthrow the king with him and um i always forget the guy's name uh the valerian guy like obviously trying to team up with them to, to overthrow overthrow the uh, iron throne there and you know besides that i think you know with the king having his baby i think he's a little now i don't know if he's regretting naming Rhaenerys to the throne mm-hmm. but i think he's put himself in quite the quandary at this point and it's yeah. and, it, and he doesn't really know what to do yeah, but I think something's going to happen where uh, he's almost trying to like sell her off at this point. <laughs> he's trying to get, yeah. you know, You're trying to get her out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much. So I mean, so, I mean, something's going to happen where uh, she eventually has to go, or I don't know, man. Can you take the title back? Like, I, I think that would. I think it would. It would not look good on him on the king. So maybe he, he, maybe he does it as he dies, or I don't know. Maybe. I, I think that's why he's trying to like get her to take a husband and, and then it's easier for him to be like, well, no, she's running. She's helping to run Castle, Castle Rock or something like that. Right. Yeah. Cause he tried to send her off to the, um, to the Lannisters, man. I know. I know. Uh, so I think that'll be kind of the storyline of how that all plays out when, you know, they have the 10 year jump at some point during the season and, you know the the son's older and and Rhaenerys is older and what what does that look like? Yeah, because I think between the episode, the second episode and the third, it was what like three years or something like that. Two two years, yeah. Two years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a matter of time. We're gonna, we're gonna get a five year jump and a ten year jump. So mm-hmm. we're about to start seeing uh, new new uh, actors soon for some of these uh some of these people. So I still think that's crazy. Like you're you got signed on for like four episodes and then they're dumping you and going with someone else. The older version of you. Yeah, but I think, but I mean, at least you could say you were part of it, even if you were like oh, yeah. somebody for a few episodes. So, yep. But overall, I mean, good show. They're moving in the right direction because this is not like the, the best part either. So they kind of want to get to that. So we're going to have yes. to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I checked out the counterpart part uh, that started Lord of the Rings. Uh, they put out the first two episodes. It was okay, man. It wasn't, uh, I, the thing is, is, like, I like to see more of the uh, the story of the uh, the Dark Lord. I guess that's what he's called, like, of his story. But they haven't really got into it yet because they're still finding out like certain things. I guess it's like the rise. This is like this will be his rise, or so to say. Well, I'm not. I'm not a huge nerdy of like Lord of the Rings, so it's hard for me to explain it. 
Yeah, I don't. I I've never watched one minute of the, the show, so uh, the the series at all. So that's this is all you, Rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like I like the I like the fact that the battle scenes are good, more medieval, you know, fantasy. So the battle scenes are a lot better sometimes compared to uh, like Game of Thrones really doesn't have like huge fight scenes, fight fight scenes where like um you know people are battling sword sword for sword, kind of like uh, they didn't really do it till like the last season with uh. Until like John Snow had that big fight. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the only reason they fight in in like the Game of Thrones is is like during war, right? I mean, there's no just random sword battles. Like it's a it's a it's a concerted effort, one you know, one house against another or something like that. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Lord of the Rings. You're getting a lot of different uh, scenes where people are fighting, or uh, you know, because they're fighting evil majority of the time. So. Mm-hmm. There's always some kind of sword battle or, you know, somebody's fighting some kind of demon or right. ghoul or some kind of troll or something like that. So uh, people are getting to use the swords that they got. And some of the because some people have like cool weapons and stuff, but and like armor, but you don't really get them see, see them uh, shake and bake, you know, on the battlefield like that. So mm-hmm. but it's good to see. Um, that's what I said. If they have more fight scenes and stuff like that, it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, you know, they can uh, put up a fight with Game of Thrones. Yep. And then uh, I think that was it. I know uh, Love, Love is Blind is coming back on uh, the 16th. It's uh, Life After the Altar. So I guess I'm going to be reviewing some of the stuff that happened from the second season. But we know they're all divorced. So I don't know if there was anything else that's coming out. Uh, not that I know of. I know uh, Tom mentioned uh, All of Mankind. Mm-hmm. So I'll def- definitely try to give that a watch. Yep. I'm going to have some time. And then uh, I'm trying to think what else. I might really be. I don't think there was anything else I was really watching. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything else. I know uh, Atlanta comes back on the 15th. So uh, Abbott's Elementary comes back on like the 20 something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much it. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>